We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the RotoWire DFS NLB Podcast Wendy Edition, folks. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined once again by John McKechnie, who has worked with me on baseball and football pods all throughout last season. We're both really happy to get back at Reunited for your listening pleasure today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel rosters based on tonight's Wednesday uh, game schedule. Our plan is to go through each position, highlighting various players in different price ranges who could be great plays in today's uh, FanDuel games. And before we get on, I'll invite you to follow me, Paul Bruno, at Statsman22, and you can follow John at Johnny McKex. He's a lot of fun, and he's got a lot of good opinions. John, how are things going in your neck of the woods, Mon Partenaire? Think, things are going well. Uh, just got back into town on Monday. Uh, went down to uh, to Athens, Georgia, where my alma mater, UGA, is uh, for, for a good buddy's wedding uh, this past weekend. So that was a lot of fun. But uh, I'm glad to be back in the office, uh, back to the grind here. So how are things on your end? Well, John, uh, I was ta- teasing it a little bit with the off the air. I'm really getting busy with the baseball season. I picked up a couple of new gigs this year. I left uh, Stats Inc. I was working with them for the past over. Over 20 years and now i switched over to mlb how cool is it to have an email oh, yeah, MLB? not, not too bad <laughs> and uh, and uh, i got two gigs there i'm doing i'm doing alternating between field timing coordinator which is all about pace of game and a front and center item at the, right up the commissioner's office and then tonight i'm debuting what they call the boss assignment which is baseball's official scorer support and and really that's a, a bit of a step down in terms of how busy i was last year and for many previous years tonight i'll be just responsible for, for tracking the balls and strikes and base running situations before and after every at bat so how cool does that sound 
That is awesome. I can't believe you pulled that off. Nicely done. I can't believe I get paid to do this. And, and, and even talking to you on this pod, this is, this is a dream, uh, John. I'm, I'm really enjoying life. It's good to be me these days, oh, yeah. just as it is good to be you, my friend, I'm sure. Indeed. <laughs> Let's go through the matchups today with a quick preview of projected starters. And I'll note that we're going to go to the two early afternoon games that uh, will go by the boards before we get this podcast up and running. So, John, I'll throw to you for the first uh, seven games on the docket. All right, he's starting us off at Coors Field. Uh, always an enticing matchup uh, out there. We got San Diego's Luis Perdomo uh, going out to Colorado to face uh, the Rockies' Kyle Freeland. Uh, he's 1-0 at the 1-5 ERA. That's a 3-10 Eastern start. Then we got St. Louis's Mike Leake going to the nation's capital to face Washington ace Max Scherzer. That's a 4-0-5 start. Then out to Cleveland, we got Chicago uh, White Sox newly acquired pitcher Derek Holland going against Cleveland's Danny Salazar, 635 start out there. And then down to Philadelphia, we got the Mets, Zach Wheeler making a second start back uh, after a lengthy Tommy John uh, recovery going against uh, the strikeout happy Vince Velasquez. Uh, that's a 705 start. Then we got Cincinnati's Amir Garrett going to Pittsburgh to face Yvonne Nova, uh, couple of guys sitting there with uh, no earned runs allowed thus far this season 705 start then we're heading up to your neck of the woods we got milwaukee's chase anderson going up against marcus stroman that's always a fun guy to watch on the hill that's a 707 start then we got atlanta's jaime garcia going down to miami where they had a cat on their home run or on their center field uh whatever thing monument thing that is out in center last night that was an interesting thing on baseball twitter to, to look at everyone's reaction action going against tom kohler that's a 710 start john it's so good of you to just go past that blue jays matchup without saying that my club is one and six but i'm not that nice and so i'm going to lead <laughs> off with my talk about baltimore and Ubaldo jimenez he's got a 10.3 adra off his first assignment he goes into boston and i think the balls are going to fly tonight that's a 710 yeah start. probably and the over under set at nine and a half it could it should probably be a little bit higher the home side is favored by a 130 on the money line uh let's look at the next bunch of games though i don't want to get bogged down in boston toronto talk just yet john it's very early uh baltimore mm-hmm. toronto talk i should say dodgers brandon mccarthy takes his act into chicago against john lackey the workman like starter for the cubs and uh, the cubbies are favored the money line in their favor minus 136 that's an 805 start oakland travels to kansas city where andrew triggs takes the bump against jason hamill uh it's a narrow line there the money line favors the kansas city royals minus 110 the over under set at eight and a half for an 815 start then next up, Texas takes their high-powered offense into L.A., and uh, A.J. Griffin takes the bump against Jesse Chavez, uh, f- where the homestanding Angels are a minus-134 favorite, the over-under set of 8.5 for that 10.07 start. And then uh, Houston uh, throws Mike Fires against Seattle. The visitors are favored. Houston is favored a minus-118, and the over-under set at 8.5 against Giovanni Gallardo. And finally, Arizona, who's come out of the gate in a good, fine style this year so far. They throw Shelby Miller against the Giants and Matt Kane in San Francisco. That's a 10-15 start. The home side is a narrow favorite, minus 110. The over-under set at 8 runs flat. John, let's get into this, beginning with our starting pitchers as we look at the FanDuel board. And at the top end, we see Max Scherzer at 10,900. Maybe I'll ask you as a player fade on him. And we'll take a look at the other premier guys down to Velasquez, uh, whom you highlighted. And I'll speak more about him uh, later on at $8,200. Who do you like in this range? 
I think Scherzer's obviously your, your cash game consideration here. In a tournament setting, um, you might want to look a little bit further down the board, but Scherzer's going to get, he's going at home. Um, he's coming off, you know, a solid full uh, cycle of rest, and he's going against a Cardinals team that uh, thus far hasn't been as imposing uh, with the bats as many expected and, you know, as they have been in the past. I don't think that's going to last throughout the season by any means, but uh, meeting with Scherzer, isn't isn't necessarily going to help jumpstart their offense. So I look for Scherzer to probably have the best uh, pitching output uh, put of the of the day here. I think his price reflects where his production is going to be. Um, but if you want to go down the board a little bit in this tier, I think I like your guy uh, Stroman going at home against the Brewers. Uh, the Brewers are a team that that are striking out uh, at 32 percent, which is six percent higher than the second worst team in that metric. Uh, so I think we have a high probability for more strikeouts than we're used to seeing out of Stroman uh, sitting at 8,600. I like the win probability there a little bit as well, even though, like you said, you're off to a bit of a slow start. Yeah, I'm going to throw in the name of Vince Velasquez at the bottom of this range. You, you mentioned he's a strikeout machine. This young guy is going to put it all together sooner rather than later, and I think he's, he's going to have a big year and why not get on him at the lower end of this price range and see if I can build a team around him I consider all these guys premier starters so I don't mind going to the lower end and freeing up a few bucks to fill in my roster elsewhere John Uh, let's go to the next tier then and we're looking at the 7,800 where we see Blake Snell let's take it on down to Shelby Miller at 7,100 John in this grouping uh, I'm a little bit scared off by Snell thus far. I still like his upside, and you know I've been paying attention to Snell for for a while now since he was a prospect. I have him in our in our staff keeper league, so uh, I'm kind of laser focused in on him. But I, I don't really love uh, that matchup going up to New York, so I'm I'm off of him at 7,800. Uh, then. Like you mentioned, you got Hamill uh, in a pitcher's park going against Oakland, who's a little bit uh, hit or miss on offense. But Ivan Nova's kind of an interesting choice here at, at 7,400. Um, Pittsburgh's win probability here isn't quite as high as, as you'd expect going against the Reds team, but the Reds are, are really off to a hot start. And I don't necessarily love uh, Nova's uh, strikeout upside, which is obviously something that we're always looking to uh, take advantage of of in the in FanDuel so I'm probably off of this tier for the most part as a whole how about yourself yeah I'm looking at uh, case in point to, to your last comment AJ Griffin he has a small sample size but boy he gets rocked in terms of an on-base percentage about 39 percent uh, against against LA's uh, potent lineup so that's just indicative of of the minefield that you're going through here and you can you know the same might apply to like to the likes of Fires and Shelby Miller so and uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of off of this range that's why I'm kind of leaning towards finding a guy in that top tier uh, tip my hand already on who I'm favoring there maybe we find other value though uh, below this grade at $6,900 you see Tom Kohler and on down through to let's say Amir Garrett at 6100 bucks well we, we got a guy in Brandon McCarthy who obviously played is for you know one of the more solid teams in this tier, but he's got a tough matchup going against Chicago's uh, against the Cubs. So you, you you're probably not trying to to fit him in unless you're you're sort of really going the contrarian route. Uh, Zach Wheeler, I do trust his stuff moving forward, but uh, you know like I mentioned earlier, this is just his second start uh, since coming back from a from a long Tommy John recovery. I'm a little bit interested tournament wise in Amir Garrett, and I, I know that. Uh, this is one start, but I think 
a lot of the times some of these guys can come up in their first couple starts that there's just so little known about them. The book isn't out on them yet, their tendencies and so on and so forth uh, to where they can kind of sneakily take advantage of, of their starts and put and you know, have a really solid output compared to their price range here. So he's a left-hander and he's going against a, a Pittsburgh team that is uh, dead last in terms of weighted on base against left-handers. So I think He's definitely worth a flyer in tournaments, and obviously you can really, really uh, beef up your lineup with, with big-name hitters if you if your starter is sitting at 6,100. Yeah, and I'm going to throw in the name Matt Kane. I, I know Arizona's off to a hot start, but I, I think uh, you got to pump the brakes on that uh, a little bit, and I think the Giants will help out in that regard. So I'm looking at the Giants to take that game and be, uh, maybe Matt Kane receipts for a win at this low price range. So strictly a matchup play in my mind uh, that, that might favor the home team tonight. John, let, uh, let's take it over to the catcher position. Behind the dish, we got a familiar name at the top of the board, of course, in Buster Posey, but he's just on... There's a note that he's on the DL with a head, head injury. That was an awful shot that he took. Uh, God, that was... So scary. Scary, absolutely. You hate to see that for any player, but when it's one of the stars in the game, you can bet that they're showing every effort to make a a proper uh, precautionary type move there to set him out. So next up on the board, we'll take a look at the guys in the uh, 3,400 where we see Yasmani Grandal down to uh, Christian Betancourt. Uh, It looks like he's not starting there. So there's few choices here in terms of active uh, guys that we might pick on uh, in this grouping. John, who do you like? Yeah, there's really, uh, you know, as as lineups are coming across right now, no Tony Walters, uh, no Gary Sanchez, right. although we, we are skipping that game. Um, so you got Grandal is pretty much our highest priced available uh, catcher here. And then Contreras, I'm I'm probably just going to go down the board as far as far as uh, these games are concerned. I and Austin Hedges is kind of an interesting guy because uh, obviously he's playing at Coors, uh, so his salary his salary does get a bump up to three thousand, which uh, is kind of interesting considering his his start to the season he is over twenty three. So, but I'm, sorry, go ahead. But he's obviously one of one of the kind of premier young players in that in that Padres organization. So it, it kind of gives you a reason for pause. You, you know, maybe he he gets off the schneid here today. Uh, you know, at Coors Field in a day game. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think probably for the most part, I'm going into the 2000s for my catcher. Well, and I'm going to throw a name out that might cause you to con- consider your position. I'm going to put Salvador Perez's name out there. He's got hits in his last five games, a total of seven hits in looks like 22 at-bats. I'll take that hot stick, and he's driving in runs uh, with power, four homers along that stretch. So uh, when a guy's going that hot, he really uh, gets my attention. And, and I think uh, if you're going to go with a hot stick, you won't find any, any more than uh, Sal Perez in this range, maybe even at this position, John. Let's take it down a notch uh, to the 3,000s. We see a couple of guys already low in the batting orders projected for tonight's games. That's Austin Hedges and Dustin Garneau uh, with San Diego and Colorado, respectively, in that 3 o'clock start. Uh, are you on either one of these guys, or are you going down a little bit lower? Where we see Jason Castro and uh, some others down to the $2,800 range, John. Uh, like, I, like I said, Hedges... I think he's a tournament consideration only, you know, obviously uh, that over 23 start that I mentioned uh, that that's obviously kind of scary, but you know, Hey, what if he, what if he breaks out and you know, he, he's only owned by, you know, a, cu- a few percent of the, of the field that you're going against Lucroy at, at 3000 and Gaddis at 2,900. Those are, those are prices that I'm always going to consider either of those guys at. Um, but 
other than that, we got Castillo up in Boston. We have McCann going against Gallardo. So I'm actually kind of interested in McCann at 2,800 uh, from this tier. And then uh, what about below this group, John? We got guys like V-Mart already listed as batting cleanup for Detroit. I I think he's a guy I want to highlight definitely as as a guy that you might want to consider given the central part of the order that he's going to reside in this evening. And maybe Daniel, uh, Derek Norris is another guy you can look at who's uh, up there with uh, Tampa against a a reeling New York team. Uh, The Yankees struggling early on, and I think their struggles will continue in that matchup. So those are two guys that I'll name in this bottom tier. Anybody uh, light it up for you tonight, you think? I do like Real Muto uh, from from Miami a little bit. You know, he's going against lefty and Jaime Garcia. Uh, he's at home. He he had that stretch there where he was, you know, 25 or more points in three straight games. He only has 9.2 over his last two games, but and, you know, you still like like the matchup here a lot. So, and he's still only at 2600. That's very low considering uh, his production. You know, he's he's averaging basically. Uh, what what's worth of a home run 18.7 FanDuel points yeah. per game to this point in the season so at 2600 he feels like a bargain especially for uh, where he hits in the lineup as well so I like him the most of these lower guys yeah that's a key consideration for me John as we highlighted last week where these guys bat and how potent is the surrounding na- uh, part of their lineup uh, key a consideration so that's a look at our batteries before we go forward I want to remind baseball fans that the wait is over clearly baseball is back which means FanDuel is back and it's better than ever Fan- FanDuel, where fantasy baseball is there for everyday fans. There's new contests starting every day. No busted season. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and compete against each other. And uh, new this year, they've upgraded the experience in terms of late swap contests that are offered, which means you can edit your players right up to the start of their individual games. And there's no more worrying about a late lineup scratch or a sudden storm. Non-late swap contests are still available, uh, too. There's updated scoring as well. Quality starts were added, so our pitchers will have more control over their own performances. And if we have a friends mode, John, and you and I should get together with some of the boys at Rotowire and create a league, I think, uh, where we get to uh, play regularly more than just the weekly contest that we do. Uh, right. That uh, would be fun. I love that. And uh, their contests be, could be created automatically as a reminder to each of us. And plus, there's a leaderboard option, which will keep track of how we all stack up against each other. And you know what? I'd love nothing better than bragging rights. And, and I know so would you uh, in this whole thing. John, uh, have you got yourself uh, untracked in, in the FanDuel play so far this year in baseball? As far as baseball goes, it's been a little bit hit or miss. I really loaded up on the Friday slate. Some of my strategies paid off well. Some of them, uh, thanks to your guy, uh, Liriano, uh, did not go as well. (laughs) Right. Uh, But, but, you know, uh, I I like how things are going to this point in the season. I think that there's consistently been guys in the lower tier and lower – sort of ownership percentage that you've been able to take advantage of to this point in the season you know as the sample size gets larger and everyone kind of gets established one way or the other that'll change and things will kind of normalize a little bit but right now FanDuel feels a little bit like the wild wild west as far as just how how differing uh, each day's performances have been going to this point in the season so it's been a fun ride to this point in the season I'm looking forward to uh, you know as the season progresses here yeah for sure it's, for me it's all about sample sizes John I'm a real numbers guy and I like trends too and so early on we don't have too much established I don't think the Jays are going right. to go one and one and 40 to start the season for instance so no. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see when some some of these teams uh, and the players approach more to their norms we're seeing some ridiculous offers so far to start the season on a lot of players or some low hitting averages and so on that they're going to write themselves so matter of time 
Absolutely. In, in any case, we want to remind all our listeners to have all the fun that fantasy baseball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Sign up today and you go to FanDuel.com slash RW. There's a special offer for new users, in fact. Deposit today and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus five free entries up to $50 in value to try a variety of sports on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash RW. Okay, John, let's get back to... Uh, our positional looks and we'll take a look at the first base spot where there's a few guys at the top end that bear a discussion separate from the pack i'm talking about the guys over four thousand dollars in value you got goldie you got rizzo you got myers and you got let's include mark reynolds he's not starting today so right. uh, for the for the sake of argument let's exclude him let's go to the top three are you playing or fading these guys john I I really like Will Myers. I feel like based on his production versus where his price is, it feels like the Coors, Coors bump isn't really even included in his price tag. You know, he, I think he's playing like a $4,100 player at a neutral site here. So playing in, in Coors where he's obviously off to a pretty good start this week, hit for the cycle, the second Padre ever to hit for a cycle earlier this week. So I like Myers a lot. If you're getting in on, on the, uh, on the starting from the afternoon through the rest of the day slate, uh, but obviously Rizzo going against McCarthy, that's a, that's a very juicy matchup and Goldschmidt, you really do have to pay out the nose. I mean, a 4,700, but that is Matt Cain. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what else can you say? Yeah. You know, I've, I've said I'm on Kane, but this is the only part of the, the matchup that scares me. And so Goldie is a strong play, as you suggested at $4,700, America's first baseman, as they call him. And I get reminded <laughs> by my relatives out in Arizona is a good play at that price and that matchup. Uh, John, let's take it down a notch to the high 3,000s. Let's go from like 3,400 and up. We got Hanley, Hanley Ramirez at the bottom end of that range. And I like his matchup tonight, particularly against uh, your your friends from Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore I do too. I would too. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been known to give up the long ball and and uh, the the Red Sox can hit them in that band box. So I, I to be honest with you, I'm going to load up again uh, on the Red Sox today, uh, stacking them against Ubaldo in that matchup. Who are the other guys in this range that you might like? Uh, I do like Freddie Freeman here going against the Marlins. He, he draws the matchup against a right-hander and Tom Kohler, a guy who doesn't have a ton of success over his uh, career track record, but he has taken him deep before. And Freeman's off to, you know, one of the better starts of his career to this point in the season. So I really like how he's playing and he's at 3,600. So you, you're getting close to top tier production potentially out of Freeman for, you know, just 3,600, something that, that still allows you to be flexible with the rest of your lineup. Uh, otherwise from this tier, I, I would say Joey Votto going to Pittsburgh, uh, drawing a lefty righty matchup. Uh, obviously Votto hasn't had, or he's had two kind of poor games in a row. He's over his last nine, but you know, obviously that doesn't, uh, typically lasts long for a guy like Votto. Plus, Votto's a guy that always finds a way to get himself on base here. So I, I would not be worried about using him at 3,900. And uh, let's take it down a notch then, John, into the lower 3,000s where we see guys like Kendrys Morales and Jose Abreu. Those are those some concern about the weather maybe in that uh, in that game I'm seeing. Uh, Kendrys Morales, though, to me, looks like a solid play. Do you agree in that group, or has anybody else caught your eye? Like Adrian Gonzalez, professional hitter, uh, he might do well in the matchup against Lackey, too. Those are two guys in, the, in this range that I really like. 
I think you and I are looking at at this tier the exact same way. Uh, I'm not necessarily all over Hosmer, but I, I definitely uh, am looking at Kendry Morales uh, as my first base option. I think that's so cheap at 3,000 for the sort of power potential, plus the the pitching matchup. Anytime you get to draw a start against a, a Brewers starter, I think you need to at least think about it. So I'm surprised that he's still sitting at just 3,000. Uh, I think he's he's one of the bigger steals here uh, amongst the first base. And then in bargain hunting territory, John, anybody on the 3,000 and below mark? We got Joe Maurer already listed as a cleanup batter in Minnesota just because of the position he is in the batting order. And the guy is, is Joe Maurer, okay? He, it's not the 1999 uh, to 2005 Joe Maurer, but still a reputable mm-hmm. bat in the middle of that offense in Detroit. Uh, I might take a look at him uh, just because of the position that he has in that order tonight. Anybody else in this group that you might uh, think is a good tournament play? I imagine that a lot of people are going to be jumping on Duda. Uh, He's sitting at just 2,600, so his price didn't really go up a ton from last night when he hit two bombs and hit a double as well for a nice little 46.4 FanDuel point performance. So people are going to be in on him, and he draws a a right-hander as his matchup opponent in Velasquez. So I think people are going to be on Duda, but... I might I might stay off of him. Uh, Justin Bohr is a guy I usually consider from the from like this lower end of the first base tier, but he draws a lefty lefty matchup, so that I usually try to avoid that at all costs. C.J. Crone is a guy that I would consider at 2600 going against Texas and Griffin, but otherwise, and uh, uh, but Chris Carter is playing in the early yeah. game, so we have to leave him we have alone. To leave him alone, that's right. Uh, Eric Thames against a right-hander, he's always worth consideration too at 2,500. Yeah, the thing is though, he hasn't played the last couple of games, and I'm wondering why that might be. There's no no note on that that I've seen, John. But I, I look at his game log, and there's been no activity there the last couple of nights. So uh, keep your eye out because he was hitting up a storm when he was uh, in the lineup up till the ninth. I see he had hits in four consecutative games. I really like right. his matchup if he if he. Should should get get into the game in Toronto you know that he wants to show the Jays a little something something because he was in their organization too so uh, a little bit of a hometown impact perhaps uh, as he comes back to where he started his career at the second base position at the top of the board we see Brian Dozier is leading off tonight for Minnesota uh, sorry we'll skip that because it's an afternoon I thought it was 10 o'clock <laughs> when I saw it so we'll skip that we'll go to Daniel Murphy he's a four o'clock start uh, in Washington against St. Louis we'll take a look at him on down to say thirty thirty two hundred dollars where we see D Gordon and I note that Ian Kinsler's a guy I might be on he's leading off for Detroit in that matchup against Minnesota who do you like in this group uh, I think Daniel Murphy at twenty uh, at thirty six hundred, excuse me, is one of the better bargains uh, based on production that we that's on the board today. I can't believe that he's not even up upwards of thirty eight hundred. Uh, you know, he's he's just been tearing the cover off the ball. He's, he's off to an even hotter start than he was last season. So for so for me, Murphy really stands out as far as my second baseman are concerned. Altuve, not off to the kind of start that we're used to seeing from him. Obviously, that can change against against the Seattle team that's got Giovanni Gallardo going right. up on the hill. I think it, that's going to be a theme for the rest of my picks. Uh, <laughs> I do like the Astros a pretty good bit today uh, for that reason. Uh, Schimpf is a guy, he's batting fifth, so you, you obviously like where he's hitting in the lineup, but he's, he's been a little bit uh, hit or miss as well to start the season. So I'm probably not looking in Schimpf's direction. And then as we go down, I think you and I both like guys like Cano or, or LeMahieu or Rugnetto. Right. Yeah. 
well, you don't like Odor, but I, I could see him as <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah, and I love the call on Altuve. I think he gets off the schneid in this circumstance against Seattle. I, I love your call on the possible stack, too, against Gallardo, who is uh, right up there with Ubaldo Jimenez in, in terms of the most hittable guys that take the bump tonight. DJ yeah. LeMayhew, second in the batting order for Colorado. I like the fact that he's up ahead of their big boppers in that in their uh, homer-friendly park, too. So he could, he could have a big game uh, just because of the spot in the lineup and the matchup that he has this evening ian kinsler top of the order i mentioned i love that situation too against minnesota and uh, what about the guys three thousand and below we got uh, dustin pedroia and ben zobris two uh, professional hitters in that uh, in that area and on down below them uh i like jason kipnis a decent bit at, at 2900 that feels like a, a pretty nice bargain for a guy that you know i think as the year progresses we'll be we'll see him you know sitting closer to the mid 3000s on a on a given slate uh he's just that talented and generally that consistent uh he's just not off to a great start this season so kipnis at 2900 is definitely a potential bargain uh and then really down uh below that we have uh kind of an interesting tournament flyer uh former brewer uh scooter Jeanette with the reds now who are obviously off to a really good start he has been killing the pirates to start this series you know over well over 20 points in both of his games against the pirates thus far he draws a draws a matchup against a right-hander as a left-handed uh batter here so i i like the platoon split i like the upside here uh I don't think he's going to be particularly highly owned. So I think Jeanette would be worth a look in tournament uh, formats. Yeah, and I think a guy you definitely might be teased by is Chase Utley. If he gets up there against Lackey, he hasn't got, had a good history against him, even though they're both veteran players and, and the matchup might favor uh, Utley uh, if top, if you're thinking just top of mind on, on uh, righty-lefty kind of deal. And, and so uh, for that reason, I'm fading him in this group and looking elsewhere to the names that you mentioned. In fact, I love both calls. And so uh, I think you've covered it off very well there in the third base position at the top of the slate we see nolan arenado one of the premier uh, hitters on the board today and uh, you'll pay for him at forty nine hundred dollars chris bryant right there at forty three hundred dollars uh next up justin turner's day-to-day with a quadriceps so you'll you'll uh, sit on him uh, right so let's go and take a look at the top two guys is it a player fade for you on arenado and bryant well, if you if you're playing Arenado, that pretty much takes you out of the running for a guy like Lackey. So you're really going to have to look down the board right. as far as your pitchers are concerned. Obviously, there, there's really no wrong day to play Arenado, but you re, you are going to have to pay for it to the extent to where if he doesn't deliver 20 plus points, uh, it, it, your lineup is in serious danger of kind of being sunk. Uh, so you have to be a little bit careful with 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 picking your spots on Arenado. But going against a Padres team today at Coors. I think there are definitely worse times to play Arenado. So uh, definitely couldn't blame you for going after him. And Chris Bryant, obviously just as consistent as they come. And as I've kind of mentioned, I think McCarthy uh, is a risk to get lit up a little bit by that Cubs lineup today. Yeah, I love the call on Bryant. If you're going to pick between the two of these guys, I think for me, he's a clear choice. Uh, Next up, your boy Manny Machado uh, at $3,800 in that Fenway Park. Very favorable hitting situation probably against Stephen Wright unless he gets control of his... uh, famous pitch so we'll see how that matchup goes josh donaldson is day-to-day so i can't wait to see him get over this calf injury but i i really hate the fact concerning started the season this way a big concern in toronto and on down there we got a note that yanger visalarte will bat third let's take a look all the way down to say thirty three hundred dollars where we see evan longoria batting third for tampa as well john 
Uh, th- this tier is kind of confusing to me. It's like that. There's not a whole lot that I'm that I'm like. Oh my gosh, I'm hammering this. I'm getting this guy in all of my different lineups here. But Jake Lamb uh, stands out to me at 3,400. If you can find a way to pair him with Goldschmidt going against Kane, then then uh, obviously that's a kind of expensive miniature stack, but it's one that could certainly pay off even even in a pitcher's park uh, like AT&T. Uh, Longoria, always solid, but you know we're skipping that game, as with Sano here. So I think Shaw could be uh, worth a look here at 3,200, but honestly, uh, I'll reveal who my third base pick is uh, in the next tier. I'm, I'm going a little bit cheaper at the hot corner today. Well, if if I can mention Adrian Beltre for the first time this year, it won't be the only time that you hear him from me. Uh, a pro's pro in terms of hitting. He's off to a bit of a sluggish start. Well, he, he, uh, I think he might have had a setback, actually. I just saw that. I just saw that. I was, I was talking about him. So there's a calf concern there. So scrap that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leave it. Yeah. Do, please do not put him in your lineup. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What about Jake Lamb, then? Can I build a case for him, John? In my mind, I think this is a guy who, who has the favorable matchup against Kane as as you in, implied earlier, and I think maybe he might make sense for me, uh, given given that situation. Thirty four hundred dollars, favorable price tag too. I might like to see if I can squeeze him into my lineup tonight. Yeah, it seems honestly cheap for for g- right. given the matchup here, and and you know where he hits in the lineup with Goldschmidt, you know usually hitting right in front of him here. So I do like Lamb a lot from yeah. this tier. Yeah. What about uh, three thousand on down, John? Uh, at the hot at the at the third base position we got Castellanos listed as second in the lineup we got Chase Headley batting sixth those are two pretty good slots to get those guys in in the their respective games of course Castellano we got to sleep on him because it's an early one Headley too an early one why did I even mention them <laughs> what about you Nell Escobar and Eugenio Suarez maybe you can give me your thumbnail on those guys or anybody else that you might like below the grade uh, I like Mike Moustakas as well uh, for Kansas City tonight in there Escobar is, is scorching hot right now he doesn't yeah. give you nearly any pop potential but he's a guy that's always leading off uh for for an angels team that that can push some runs across uh i always like going against texas pitching for the most part right here so escobar off to off to a 455 start here he's got double digit fan duel points in four straight games uh two or more hits in all four of those games as well here so He's obviously seeing the ball extremely well at this time. Uh, Three thousand dollars for for the leadoff hitter uh, in front of Mike Trout. That y- you could do a lot worse at your third base <laughs> spot here. So I, I'm definitely in on him. And I also like Alex Bregman because of where he hits in that lineup. He's at twenty nine hundred. He's been batting second. He's going against Gallardo. He's going to have Altuve. He's going to have Springer or Springer hitting first in front of him here. So I think that. He, just where he sits in that lineup and where his price tag is right now makes Bregman uh, probably my favorite sub 3,000 third baseman today. Yeah, I'll add one more name, and that's Michael Franco. He's been hitting with some degree of success most recently. Four hits his last four games and a couple of extra base knocks, including a homer, some RBI sprinkled in. So he's he's getting up there in, in uh, some consistent point totals ranging from 9 to 22 in his last uh, four games, it looks like. So I, I'll, I'll take a piece of him uh, at this uh, sub-3,000 level and see if I can fit him in in, in what looks like a matchup that I, I like just because of the starting pitch favors the the Phillies in this one heavily I think at the shortstop position top of the board we got Trevor Story he's listed as the number six batter in the lineup for Colorado are you playing or fading him John 
give me the fade, give me the fade on story until I usually wait until he goes on one of his hot stretches. And obviously you always have to pay for it. Uh, but at 4,100 for what he's given us to this point in the season, just seems like an awful lot to be, to be sacrificing for a potential goose egg here, because really if he's not hitting home runs, there's not a whole lot he's giving you on a consistent basis here. So 4,100, I'm definitely off of story here. Uh, Obviously, that's going to look wrong when he has two home runs in his first two at-bats today. <laughs> but for, for now, I'm going to stick to stick to my fade on Trevor's story here. Lindor, obviously, just a guy that, that uh, you know, absolutely mashed a home run yesterday. He's a guy that, that is always good to get on base a few times a game, it seems like. So 3800 that's not too expensive of a price, in my opinion, for a guy like Lindor if you want to climb up towards the top of the uh, shortstop tier. But I probably like Correa, you know, Keeping keeping with my uh, Houston theme for today, Correa, same price as Lindor and Seager, 3800 I do like Correa of that bunch. Yeah, I love the call on Correa uh, for all that you said. I agree with the stack possibility that the pitching matchup certainly favors uh, a good night for the Houston batters this evening. If we look at the next tier, we got Trey Turner, Aledmis Diaz, Jane Segura topping the list. Let's take it down to 3000 John, where we see the only guy that's locked in the lineup tonight is uh, this afternoon, actually, in Colorado, Eric Ivar batting eighth for the visiting Padres. Are you on any of the guys in this group? I, I'm probably just going to either lean towards the the way tippy top of the of the shortstop tier or or off of the or to way lower. Uh, Trey Turner, I believe, is is injured right now as well. Actually, so uh, do not put him in your lineups. Bogarts is a guy that you can certainly consider. You know. Uh, I definitely don't disagree with uh, what you've been saying about Ubaldo yeah. and get, getting those Red Sox in there. Uh, that's definitely not a bad call here, but uh, I'm not particularly inspired by by what's there between uh, Diaz and the, and your 3,000 Tyler Saladino. Yeah, you mentioned Bogarts. This is a guy. He is going to be in uh, the. I think he's going to be in the MVP discussion before long if he gets things right and plays to his potential. That's how good I think he can be this year in the middle of a potent Boston attack. And like you said, a very favorable matchup tonight. So I love that call. And I don't want to hammer on the on the Orioles too much. So I will. I'll leave it right there. It's okay, <laughs> John. Let's take it into the sub three thousands. We got a uh, non-starter in Matt Duffy at twenty nine hundred, but right there with him as Asdru Bell Cabrera. Elvis Andrus, a couple of veteran guys, Brandon Crawford as well. But the hot stick in this group for me is Tori Tulowitzki. I'm on him in a big way tonight, uh, and I think he continues the hot streak as maybe one of the only, maybe the only potent bat in the Toronto lineup, and he's hoping to drag a team along with him. I've seen this before. I just haven't seen it too much in a Toronto uniform, so I'm loving it right now, and I'm going to go on Troy. I, yeah, and I actually have him in, in that in that staff keeper league as well. So I'd like to see him uh, continue this hot start here. Um, otherwise, I think Addison Russell is a guy. Uh, usually, uh, I take the optimizer's word uh, in in a consideration, but it, it really takes a lot for for me to be like for the optim for something that the optimizer puts out to to really really catch my attention and for Russell to be a top 5 shortstop consideration by uh, the optimizer's uh, algorithm today i think that stands out to me so Addison Russell going against McCarthy 2700 so really really uh, not expensive here for a guy that that's been uh, off to a really hot start here his batting average last year was a little bit shaky but he's uh, he's hitting just under 300 so far uh is coming off a pair of 22.4 uh point performances here so i think he if you're going uh, on the lower end 
of shortstops. Uh, he definitely is more appealing than a guy like Andrelton Simmons, who, does, who you know, most of his value is with his glove, or Tim Anderson, who's still kind of trying to uh, find out how to hit at the major league level. Uh, Taylor Motter's kind of interesting here, uh, just because you figure he's going to get the start. Um, but otherwise, I, I would go. I would definitely go with Russell at 2,700 here. Okay, John, before we close it up with the outfielders, I want to remind our listeners that in addition to FanDuel, we have a second sponsor on board joining us uh, for much of the last couple of months, and that's pristineauction.com. Uh, they have a daily auction ending nightly with hundred, hundreds of lots here. There's tons of stuff for the man cave, always something perfect for the fan of any team. Authenticity is so important, and they guarantee authenticity, and all items come with an authentication from only the most trusted of sources, and affordability also a concern. Most people don't think they can afford this stuff, but I can tell you firsthand it's much more affordable than you think when you see the quality and the value that uh, you might really subscribe to something like like the things that they're offering. And I'll spell it out. It's P-R-I. S-T-I-N-E-A-U-C-T-I-O-N for pristineauction.com. And uh, looking at the website there today, John, as I like to do, uh, a purple e- people eaters Vikings uh, jersey. You might want to get Ooh, that. Carl there. Eller in there. You meet. You might. Yeah, my, it's uh, four jerseys uh, numbers. There's Alan Page, Carl Eller, Jim Marshall, and Gary Larson. If you want to get on Pete Shanky's good side at, as the head honcho, it's not a bad idea. Roto-Wear. This is a good value <laughs> at 131 bucks. Then we have a Bo Jackson signed Raiders custom frame jersey, 141. Uh, for those uh, basketball aficionados who remember the origin of the dunk, Dr. J. Julius Irving, 139.65 for a, a jersey signed with uh, the famous number six. And uh, on down it goes. There's stuff from every uh, era, every major pro sports league, uh, a myriad of options, and really some, some neat stuff and very affordable too. But I'd encourage you and the boys to pitch in on that thing for, for our buddy Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it over to the outfielders, John, and the top of the board over there are you on uh, the cream of the crop at the top end we see mike trout at five thousand dollars the most expensive hitter on the board today and on down so let's take a charlie blackman at forty five hundred dollars blackman is the leadoff hitter for today's uh, rockies lineup i think you know the outfield is just so deep on a on a given day that th- there's there's uh, so many ways for you to to sort of get a Mike Trout and then go way down into the 2000s and still find a guy uh, that's going to be able to produce for you. So if you can find a nice pairing to to you know kind of uh, bring down your average cost at, at the outfield spot and still fit in a guy like Mike Trout, I would certainly recommend doing that today against Griffin. Uh, Betts is always a fine call as well. Blackman just hit a home run last night, and he also brings so much speed uh, to the game and so, and, you know, such a great on base capability here. So, I mean, uh, there are certainly ways to do it, uh, today. I think trout's probably my favorite of this bunch based on the matchup and, and all that, but you, you really are going to have to pay up big time for him. You know what? Somebody's going to pay up big time in real baseball for Bryce Harper in the next uh, couple of years. And he's, I think he's had a chip on his shoulder all, all winter long. And you can certainly see it with what he's done out of the gate so far. He's got no fewer than eight hits in his last five games and several multi-hit efforts. I, I just think this guy's playing a motivated brand of ball and his early mm-hmm. stats reflect that. So out of the top tier, I'm going to say he's my guy that, I might build a roster around at some point this evening. Um, we go to the next tier, John. Let's say from $3,600 up to 4000 Some other big names here. Car- Carlos Gonzalez batting third. 
for Colorado in that matchup tonight. Ian Desmond, you're going to sleep on him tonight. He's not starting. Hunter Renfro is batting cleanup for San Diego on the other side of that equation in uh, the Colorado hitter-friendly park. So maybe a look-see for him at 3,800. Anybody else catch your eye in this group? Renfro would be interesting in, at the catcher or at the cleanup spot in Coors, but I feel like 3,800 is just a lot to be paying yeah. for a guy that you you really don't know his track record at this point. Obviously, like Hedges, he's one of the better young players in that Padres organization. I'd probably consider Margot uh, leading off for them at 3,500 uh, if I were to go with the Padre today, but I probably won't uh, for the most part. But my my guy from this tier is is easily George Springer. He's about as locked in as you can possibly get right now. Last night, not only did he hit a home run, but you know everything that he was making contact with had an exit velocity over 100 miles an hour, like absolutely smashing the ball. Uh, he had a foul ball that that was 110 miles an hour off the bat. <laughs> so I mean, he he's seeing everything and he's covering everything. Uh, so and you know, continuing with my theme, Houston. So uh, yeah, absolutely on Springer at four, at 4,000. He's he's definitely my guy for, from this sort of. Uh, 35 up to 4,000 tier. Yeah, you can almost close your eyes and pick on some names. Ryan Braun, uh, Jonas, Cespedes is there, you know, Stanton. Yep. I don't think you can go wrong if you can fit one of these guys. Maybe you go for two of them if you can, actually, and, yes. and really load up. This is a good spot to do that. So uh, I love the, I love the call and the sentiment you expressed here. If we want to dip our toes a little bit lower, 3,400 on down to 3,000, there's still a number of options here, including some power bats, one of which that I really like that you're going to highlight, I'm sure. Oh, let's see. I mean, we have your guy, Jose Bautista. We have Chris Davis who, uh, with a K uh, off, off to a really nice start for the A's. You know, kind of when Chris Davis is playing uh, up to his standards, he's mashing the ball. He's hitting, he's hitting multiple home runs every single week. Uh, he's out in Kansas City, which isn't a great hitter's park by any stretch, but he's a guy that you definitely got to consider. I think I like Jay Bruce a lot from, from this tier, though. It's sitting at 3,400, going against the Phillies, going against Velasquez. So he draws a lefty-righty matchup uh, that you're always kind of looking for uh, for DFS purposes. Uh, he's He's been off to an unbelievable start, four home runs thus far, uh, three straight games with double-digit fans dual points and i think 3400 seems a bit cheap for for uh, you know one of the more prominent mets hitters considering the how the mets as a whole are swinging the bat right now and i love the call uh one call that i like in this range is christian yelich uh, he's got a hot stick three multi-hit efforts in his last five starts and I, I like the matchup that he has tonight so against atlanta so i'm, I'm on him in a big way in this range in addition to joy bats you mentioned that was the other guy that caught my eye in this grouping john what about if we go bargain hunting a little bit below this range uh, 2900 on down any value that you you might like to highlight here uh let's see here uh keon broxton seems to be kind of breaking out yeah. of his early season slump so that that's something you need to consider uh but for the most part I, I think that there's just so many ways for you to to uh to load up in that in that three thirty four hundred 3400 to, to 4000 range especially if you if you uh aren't targeting Scherzer as you as your starting pitcher to where you don't need to go super deep into the into the bargain basement uh for you for your for your second and third outfielders I think Granderson would be a consideration for me also kind of along the same uh line of thinking as, as going after a Jay Bruce here but I think other than that there's there's not a whole lot under under this 2800 under the 3000 that I'm that I'm really pounding the table for well i might uh, cause you to take a look at carlos beltran for houston a, uh, I, I look at his game logs 
and he's got no fewer than eight hits in his last six starts, three multi-hit efforts, and he's loving life in Houston. Uh, I think that was a solid pickup by them. Absolutely. Another guy who's a professional hitter. You highlight the matchup on the, on the bump, and, and I think mm-hmm. it's a huge advantage for Houston. And so this might be a guy that if you got two big guns, uh, might be this, this might be a good partner for them to round out your outfield trio. John, these are our thoughts on the entire roster. What, say, what says the Rotowire lineup optimizer today? Uh, let's see. So if, if you just go with our standard optimizer, the, the initial output is going to give you Max Scherzer on the bump, uh, you know, checking in at 2,900. So it, the optimizer does like the strategy of going with the most expensive pitcher on the board. Can't really blame it either, though. Um, then we got uh, V-Mart, Victor Martinez, uh, checking in at your catcher spot at 2,700. Eric Thames at 2,500. We mentioned him. We like his matchup tonight going against a right-hander. Jonathan Scope is, is a second baseman at 2,300. Not so sure about that given how he's kind of looked at the plate uh, of late to, or actually to really start the season here. But he, you are getting him at a pretty cheap uh, price tag at 2300 going against kind of a soft-tossing uh, knuckleballer. Evan Longoria, you're going to have to watch for the weather there, but uh, 3300 is worth a consideration. Addison Russell at 2700 we talked about him. Uh, the, uh, the optimizer obviously is very bullish on him going against McCarthy. And then uh, it really likes the idea of stacking an outfield here. So uh, we got Stanton. At 3,600, we have Pollock at 3,500, and we have McCutcheon at 3,500. So I really like the optimizer's uh, strategy of, of really hammering that that spe- very specific tier that we were talking about uh, from the outfield spot, and you can find some bargains around your infield to, to complement that. John, I'm going to ask you to go through your lineup now and tell us why you like it so much. I like Stroman because I, I like the win probability at home against a Milwaukee team that, that strikes out, like I said, 32% of the time to start the season. Uh, that Obviously, it won't last like that for the entire season, but there are a, a lot of guys that are three true outcome in that lineup, and I think Stroman can take advantage of that. Uh, if he can get deep into the game, if, you know, six and two-thirds or more, I, I like his probability of, of getting close to double-digit strikeouts tonight against the Brewers. Uh, JT Realmuto, like I mentioned, he hits in a favorable side of the lineup going against Atlanta, draws, draws the matchup uh, that you like to see against a lefty, and he's only at 2,600, so that there's a lot to like from that. Uh, Kendry Morales at, for, as my first baseman, just 3,000. Uh, anytime that you can get a viable first baseman for, for that cheap, I think you have to really consider it. Odor going against a lefty uh, at, at just 3,300, I believe. Uh, I think that's a great matchup out in L.A., and then here comes uh, my my Houston stack. I got Bregman as my third baseman. I got Correa as my shortstop. I have Springer as one of my outfielders. And my other outfielders are Jay Bruce, who draws a favorable matchup uh, against Velasquez, a right-hander that, that can be touched up for the long ball, and uh, Nomar Mazzara. I think if Mazzara and Odor, especially if those two are hitting close to each other or next to each other in the lineup, then you know that's a nice little mini stack that, that has a lot of uh, run potential uh, coming along with it there. So that, that's my lineup there. All right, John, I'm going to counter and make the case for the following guys. Vince Velasquez, you highlighted him off the top of the show. I love this matchup for him against the Mets at uh, the lower end of the, the elite pitchers that we highlighted earlier mm-hmm. on, so I'll grab him in that one. And then when I have a chance to get a, one of the elite catchers in baseball for $3,000, Jonathan Lucroy coming off a big night last night. Uh, in the middle of that potent Texas order, I'll take his, his uh, bat uh, into play this evening. And then I've got one of a number of Boston guys that I'll fit in, Hanley Ramirez. 
Ramirez at $3,400. I think he is relishing the thought of, of going up against Ubaldo tonight and uh, fattening his stats there. Jose Altuve in the spacious Seattle confines for Houston. That's the stack that you highlighted earlier. I'll get a piece of that with a $3,500 salary for him. him. Then I look at Pablo Sandoval, not doing so much so far this season, but here is one of the better uh, histories and a significant sample size on today's board against Jimenez. He's he's uh, done extremely well in the head-to-head matchup there for $2,500. I'll get a piece of that and be very happy uh, to do so, I think. And then I talked about Troy Tulowitzki, the only Blue Jay that's really hitting uh, a lick right now at $2,800. I go with that hot stick against Milwaukee this evening. And then I teased uh, each of the outfielders, so no surprise that I've got Mookie Betts in there, part of that Boston stack. Jose Bautista, another, maybe the second potent Blue Jay hitter. Uh, he's hitting some some uh, sharply hit balls. They're not all falling in, but uh, his his eye is, is there. And so it's a matter before... Uh, of time before he, he starts to see a big payoff. And then Christian Yelich, I love the matchup against Atlanta for him tonight. Uh, John, we're only a week into the season. Any surprises in the early going that you see? Uh, I think the Reds, uh, you know, their start, I think they're maybe six and two to, to start the season. That's, I mean, that's borderline shocking for a team that, that most projected to be uh, a bottom three team in, in Major League Baseball. Um, I've been pleasantly surprised. It's not completely shocking that Will Myers is off to a good start considering he kind of had his breakout season last year, but it's nice to see that that wasn't a flash in the pan. I've been very encouraged uh, from what I've been seeing out of Will Myers. He's he's just uh, doing it all uh, for the Padres there. So I'm big on that. Otherwise... The, I mean, those are my two. Those are my two biggest surprises thus far. Just the the Reds and uh, Will Myers to to get us started, and the Mets bats, honestly, because that, that's always been something that that kind of bit them last year. Their offense couldn't really string together runs or, or you know get a guy on base and bring him around. It was either a home run or nothing, and then the home runs kind of fell into a drought there. So with that pitching staff, you know, as deep as it is at this point. Uh, in the Mets offense scoring runs at this kind of rate that the Mets are suddenly a team that that is a legitimate challenger against the Nationals again uh this, this time around yeah and you know what I'm happy for my relatives in Arizona but they got they're sitting at seven and two our Jays are one and six this is a historic low for the Toronto franchise John That's right I'm surprised you haven't uh, drilled it into me uh, in this program you're being very nice yeah I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna let it slide I'm just gonna, you know next week when when you're like one and 14 then I'll, then right. I'll talk about it it's a historic low as I said but uh, hey there's a lot of other stuff going on as the Raptors and Leafs are heading into the playoffs it's been a long time around here since we've had both those teams into the playoffs so the the Jays are kind of hiding behind them and uh, i'll also note this is a historic start uh, historically bad start that uh, again you can highlight the fact that only three teams have ever made the postseason since 1970 after such a poor start so there's uh, a lot of hand-wringing going on between gotta uh, beat the odds those fans that are in the know and yeah that's uh, that's what it's come down to but it's early an early sample size and that's what uh what has governed my uh, my lack of panic right now so far so i'll leave it right there john so there you have it for john mckechnie who's a great follow at johnny mckex i'm paul bruno who you can follow me at statsman 22 and we wish you good luck with your fan duel picks come back to listen to our pods on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition So long, everybody.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.